Hi, this is your host Radhika Chirumamilla. Welcome to my podcast Toastmaster Journeys. Today I am very excited to have District 40 Public Relations Manager Ed Shanley, DTM. Ed has been a member of Toastmasters for 10 years. He held many officer roles, served as area director twice, contest committee member and current District 40 Public Relations Manager. Personally, I have known Ed through Dynamic Growth Toastmasters. Last year, Ed visited Dynamic Growth as an area director and immediately fell in love with the club's culture and joined as a member of the club. He always brings in tons of energy and a very unique perspective to the meetings. Now, let's welcome Ed Shanley. Yay! Hi Radhika, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming here. Of of course, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. And many people join Toastmasters, including myself, to improve their public speaking skills. But I see you already as someone who is very comfortable speaking in front of big group of audience. What really inspired you to join Toastmasters? Tell us about your journey for last 10 years. how did it all start and uh, was there a specific goal you were trying to accomplish at that time sure so i was a stay at home dad uh, my daughter was being homeschooled she was a a, a uh, gymnast and so i was homeschooling her and to be honest i got tired of talking to the dog i i was like i need to get out of the house i'm tired of talking to the dog i need to find other adults to talk to and a friend of mine said you should try toastmasters and i'm like what is toastmasters and she's like well come on down and see you'll love it and she was the president of the club and my first meeting oh my gosh it was so horrible because they had three professional speakers speaking and i was like oh i could never ever ever do that right one of the guys was was a professional singer and entertainer and at one point he's giving this 5 to 7 minute speech and at one point he's talking and he pauses and music comes up in the background like it was all planned and i'm like oh my gosh that's so amazing but then you know then the other part of me is like well i could never do that uh-huh. and and so i joined and you know, i was a pretty decent speaker before that but joining that club made all the difference in the world Uh, within 6 months i was the assistant conference chair and i got involved with and this was this is district 13 excuse me back in pennsylvania and a few years later i my wife and i went through a divorce i came out of the closet and i moved to columbus and i knew nobody i mean nobody i was staying in one of those long term stay hotels and i was just miserable mm-hmm. and i was talking to my mom and i i was kind of complaining cuz i know nobody else ever complains you know like when they're lonely and depressed and you know and i was talking to my mom and she says well why don't you try toastmasters you really liked it when you were here and so i went to visit unity club and i absolutely fell in love that night they were so nice to me and they were so welcoming and ever since then it's i i just really enjoyed district 40 it's a lot of fun Thank you. What an amazing journey. Thank you for being open and sharing it with us. 
I really like the part how you got tired of talking to the dog. And thanks to your mom, recognizing that what you really enjoyed most and uh, encouraging you to join uh, Toastmasters. Um, so really, uh, I would say a very a unique journey than what I have seen before. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you have held several um you know, officer roles and uh, at the area level and uh, district level. What do you think was your most challenging role or responsibility you have undertaken at Toastmasters? Oh, so right now I'm the public relations manager. And, and so far that's been the most challenging because everything else, like I, I just love helping people, right? Like that's what I'm about. I, you know, I see somebody, they say, I want to become this. And I'm like, okay, let me help you become that. I will do everything I can possible way to do it. But stepping into district leadership mm. has been, you know, that, you know, there's club leadership and a lot of people stop there, right? They become their vice president membership or president. Mm -hmm. And then they, they kind of say, okay, this is enough right? I've grown enough. And they stay there and they never really challenge themselves. And I'm the exact opposite. I'm always like, okay, what's my next challenge? You know, I, you know, I finished this race. What's my next challenge? Where am I going to go with this? And so I signed up for a public relations manager. Not, and I, I knew what it was, but I didn't really know how challenging the behind, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff is, you know, trying to, you know, trying, there's so many different stakeholders and it's really cool because you're helping so many different people. And yet you're also trying to keep so many different people happy all at the same time. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the nice thing about Toastmasters is it's an opportunity to mess up and grow, you know, and, and that's the beauty of it. You know, when, when we, we screw something up or we mess it up, we clean it up and then we go on with life. And to me, that's the beauty of Toastmasters is we're growing, we're expanding ourselves, we're expanding our leadership capacity. You know, everybody talks about public speaking for Toastmasters, right? Mm -hmm. Really, if you think about the tagline, the tagline is where leaders are made. Where Think about that, where leaders are made. Mm -hmm. And if you're not making yourself into more of a leader in Toastmasters, you're missing something. Because let's challenge you. Let's get you to become all that you can be and not just stagnant where you're at. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great message. Um, I mean, thank you for being the inspiration to many, many of us because we, like you said, we all are very comfortable at our club level and taking on leadership role at area and district level is something is difficult for many of us. And uh, having seen some of you doing that really inspires us. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely a challenging, but I'm thinking, I'm hoping that it would be a great uh, learning experience for you with the public relation manager role. Um, Absolutely, and and so here's the other thing too: is it's one thing to be a leader, right? Yeah. One thing to be a leader, but it takes to a whole nother level when you become a leader of leaders. Mm. Like you're not doing all the work, you're inspiring, you're encouraging somebody else to do the work. Mm -hmm. And 
And so that just takes it to a whole new level of leadership that I don't know that I got. And I've done a lot of different leadership stuff, a lot of personal development stuff. But now I'm really seeing how how much we get to work on that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I can impact. I have time to impact 10 people, right? I'm, let's just say 10, okay? Mm-hmm. But if I'm impacting 10 people and they're each impacting 10 people, mm-hmm. we've now got 100 people impacted, which is so much more than what I can do myself. You know, and, and that's really what leadership is about. Agree. Total. That's a great message. I mean, how that impact can be, right? How big that impact can be. Um, if you are that leader of leaders, like, you know, if you can empower one leader, how much of a big impact that leader can have on, on the people that he or she would work with. Great message. Um, when we joined Toastmasters initially, especially if we take my situation, when I joined initially, I was kind of uh, not happy um, that, okay, I come here every two weeks, I get a five to 10 minute of uh, uh, speech time or talk time. How is this going to help me my goal of uh, becoming a good uh, public speaker? I did not realize that progress that I have been making is not just the talk time. It is like, you know, I'm listening to others speaking. I'm also getting evaluations. I'm also listening to other people's evaluations. So everything is really making me, um, you know, get better every time I attended the meeting. But I did not realize that until like, you know, a year has happened. So I realized uh, my progress, I think, when I was asked to speak, um, at my niece's graduation. I was very comfortable giving, you know, a toast for her. Um, so what was some of the common misconceptions or mistakes that, uh, you know, a Toastmaster members um, would normally make? Or what, what were some of the your initial experiences when you joined the Toastmaster? So one of the things I see a lot, not just in Toastmasters, but in life in general, and I'm also a life coach. So this is one of my my big things. And I got this from Dr. Phil and I'm not a super Dr. Phil fan. Okay. Like I'll admit that, but this one I so appreciate because he says, stop measuring your insides against somebody else's outside. And it's so true because we see somebody and we think, oh, they have all their stuff together, mm-hmm. right? And and then you talk to them and they're like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous or I was so scared or I never <laughs> thought I'd be able to do that. And you're like, really? Like you look so professional up there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just a matter of practice or a matter of exposure. I remember I, I went to my first Toastmaster Leadership Institute, the TLI, to get training. And I saw two people. Uh, a man and a woman, and this is back in District 13. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I could ever speak the way they speak, mm-hmm. I will have made it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was just like, they are so professional, so awesome. And if I can ever speak the way they speak, mm-hmm. I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know, a year later, they've asked me to present at TLI. And the man 
and I were doing working together to do one presentation, and the woman was our our introductor. Or she was introducing us. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, this has been a year, and all of a sudden I am speaking on stage with these same people that last year I was like, how in the world can I ever get that way? Wow. You know, and and even still, you know, here's the other thing with that. Well, this is kind of a side note, but it's the same answer to the same question. I have a lot of energy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like always like super like, all right, let's go. Okay, we got this. Let's make it happen. <laughs> and, and a lot of times like I will judge myself for that. And I'm like, oh, that's too much, right? Like, mm-hmm. like they're not ready for your level. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not ready for that energy. People can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Reality, or, or here's my favorite one. That's not professional, uh-huh. right? Like you know, professional speakers have to be sedate, and mm. you know, and meanwhile they got this this crazy energetic guy, mm. you know, who's all over and and yes. just like throwing his hands all over. <laughs> and but what I've realized is, even though my style is different, mm-hmm. people like my style because they like me. Mm. And if I'm trying to be somebody else, it comes. I'm being inauthentic, mm-hmm. and I am robbing people of who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. When you're on stage, when you're giving a speech, when you're in front of anybody, whether it's three people or five hundred people, don't mm-hmm. rip them off. Like, do not rip me off from being you. I need to hear you. I need to hear your heart, because until I hear your heart. I am missing that perspective in my life and I need that perspective. And, and so that, that would be something I, I would, in, don't, do not judge yourself against somebody else. Don't say, well, they've got it and I, I need to do it this way. You know, I, you know, like for example, oh, there, there's a international uh, world champion or world champion of the toast uh, international champion of speakers thing. Right. And I see so often people are like, oh, if I could only talk like them, if I could only do this like them. And I'm thinking, no, don't do it like them. Do it like you. I've already heard their message. I need to hear your message. I need to hear your heart, not their heart. I and love it. Yeah, this, this is the stuff I'm passionate about, Radhika. So I'm just like, oh, yes. And, and your, your poor people, you know, the poor people listening to this have no idea where my arms are going because they're just flying around. Oh, yeah. no, no. I think they can definitely imagine <laughs> your body language. But I love the message. Um, I think uh, being authentic is what makes you excel. Like you are being in that moment and pouring your heart out to whoever your audience might be, right? So I think that's what connects you with the people or with your audience. I I love that message. Thank you. Um, I know a lot of, uh, you know, um, learnings that we do at Toastmasters, um, they are not just for, you know, for Toastmaster platform, they, we take them back to our personal lives and our professional lives. Um, so can you share some of those experiences where you saw that, you know, Toastmaster experience or learnings really helped you? Wow, that that's an interesting one. Um, 
I, I'm trying to think of an example. So here's where I am at is mm -hmm. that I'm always learning. I'm always pushing myself. Mm -hmm. And I always want to get out of my my familiar zone. I don't even like to call it the comfort zone because a lot of times the comfort zone is not comfortable, right? <laughs> but the comfort zone is familiar. We know uh -huh. we're living in this dumpy place called a comfort zone, but we're doing it because we're familiar with it. We know how it works. And a large part of what Toastmasters does is it, it pulls us out of that familiar zone little by little. And, and, and it's just like little tiny steps. You know, the first time you do a table topics, you know, and, and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I could talk for an, for a minute and a half. Right. Like that's a big thing, you know, and then you only speak for like 47 seconds and you're like, Oh my gosh, I screwed up. You know, but no, you stood up in front of 20 people and spoke for 47 seconds. That's amazing. And it's something you never did before. And that's the whole point of Toastmasters is you continually push yourself a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, it was funny because a, a few years ago, I, I took a leadership course, not in Toastmasters, but another one. And one night they said, okay, you need to go online and give a 20 minute talk about something. Mm -hmm. And you've got 20 minutes to prepare it and then you have to present it. And it was like, wow, like this. And I'm just looked down like, well, this is just an expanded table topics. Right. Yeah. And I get to pick the topic. And it was really cool because Toastmasters so much teaches us little by little to get mm -hmm. out of our comfort zone, to get out of that familiar zone and mm -hmm. take chances. And if we mess it up, we clean it up. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I remember one time, oh my gosh, like, okay, can we just say every once in a while I do idiot things? Okay, I will I will admit that. We and all do. <laughs> we, we all do. And, and I, you know, I, I am a middle-aged white guy and we had somebody come into our club who was Indian and I was Toastmaster for the night and I asked her what her speech was and she said it's, it's called Namaste. Mm -hmm. So I, I got up to give, give the introduction. I'm like... I'm so excited to learn about this Indian holiday. I've never heard of it before. And, you know, here is so-and-so to present about Namaste. And, and it was like, and afterwards, like when I found out, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just screwed that up. And, and the funny thing was everybody thought I did it on purpose and I was trying to be funny. I'm like, no, I was just being stupid. Like, this is my ignorance showing. You know, and I grew up in a small town. We, you know, we, we had virtually no people of color, you know, and so like, and afterwards, like, I'm like, I can either beat myself up for that or find the humor in it. Cause it was funny. I mean, let's face it. it was funny. You know, I thought she was talking about a Indian holiday. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> it's a lot of times we do make those mistakes because, you know, we assume that, okay, this is something that we knew and this is how it's supposed to go. And uh, we are so confident about it, right? So if you are not confident about it, you would have definitely asked that person. So um, so I think that's that's totally fine. So that a lot of times we all run into those situations where we think that oh, this is not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and when I found out what it was, I'm like, that is not a holiday. <laughs> so all right. So we are almost towards the end of our podcast. 
Um, so just wondering, um, you know, if you have to give some advice to someone who is looking to join Toastmasters, um, what advice would you give to them? So I, I think the, the, the best advice is always be true to yourself. Know yourself and be true to yourself. And I think that's so important because people come into Toastmasters for a plethora of reasons. And mm -hmm. I love that word, that you can use that word as a word of the day, plethora, mm -hmm. a wide variety of reasons. You know, some people, you know, I came in because I wanted to talk to somebody besides the dog, right? I was not looking to become a, a great professional speaker or anything like that. But yet there are people that I've met who are like, I want to learn to be a professional speaker. Or there are people who are sitting there saying, my boss made me come because all I could say is um, and, um, in the middle of a meeting, right? <laughs> and, or, you know, or somebody who's coming in who's saying, hey, I'm an immigrant. I'm trying to practice my English. I need help with this. Mm -hmm. space to do that in. Mm -hmm. and, and all it doesn't matter why you come to Toastmasters, mm. but, but just have some idea of why you're coming. Mm -hmm. you know, and don't rush the process and find a club that fits you and your reasoning for being there. So when I came in, you know, here in Columbus, when I joined unity club, mm -hmm. I needed the social aspect, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a horrible, horrible job. I mean, you know, I'm living in this long-term stay hotel, which was just miserable. Mm -hmm. What I needed was friends. Mm -hmm. And Unity Club, one of the things we always did was we always went out. We met every week, every mm -hmm. Tuesday night, and we always went out for food afterwards. I see. And, and so for me, these people became family. You know, I, I remember the first time, the first night they said, you know, one of the women said, oh, you know, we need to find you a better job and a good wife. And I said, oops, wrong team. And she says, okay, then we'll find you a good husband. And that was it. And in those simple words, Mm -hmm. This group of 20 strangers who I never met before mm -hmm. became some of my best friends in the world. And, you know, and so for me, Unity Club was perfect. Mm -hmm. If I had gone to a club that was, you know, a high on, you know, giving professional speeches, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, you know, uh, 60 minutes in and out the door, it would not have worked for me. You know, and, and so, you know, I always say that, you know, have some idea of why you're going mm -hmm. and the club, you know, we, we've got, this district has 118 clubs in our district. I, I believe that's the number. Don't quote me on that number. Okay, Radhika, don't quote me on that. But it's, some, it's somewhere in there. And, you know, if, if you go to a club and you're like, hmm, I don't know that this works for me. Mm. It's not meant to be miserable. You know, go and check out another club. You know, there's, there are some clubs where they laugh all the time, mm -hmm. right? And if you need that laughter, go to that club. You know, there's other clubs that are younger. There, there's uh, Dublin. There's a club here in Dublin that mm -hmm. meets like at 1030 on Thursday mornings, and it's filled with young entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. if you're a young entrepreneur, go to that club, right? Mm -hmm. That works for you. But never, never just give up and say, yep, no, I'm done, you mm -hmm. know? Because there's so much out here in Toastmasters and in the world, for that matter, that mm -hmm. if you know where you're going, if you know what your goal is, we're going to find it for you. We're going to help you. And, 
you know, I, I encourage you, if you're looking to find a club or if you're saying, hey, I want more and I can't get it, reach out to your area director or reach out to me or somebody on the le district leadership and we'll help you find it Be because that's what we're about. We're, you know, there, there's this thing of, you know, oh, districts leadership, they just care about numbers, right? And I used to think that. But for me, it's like, you know, okay, so we start a new club mm -hmm. and say, oh my gosh, we've just helped 20 more people achieve their dream. This, yeah. is, this isn't about a number of clubs. This is about real people's lives being, you know, activated and affirmed and encouraged and built up and changed for the better. And, mm -hmm. and so keep that in mind, you know, that when you are looking for something, if you're looking, if you're thinking of getting into Toastmasters, just have some idea of what you're going for. Mm -hmm. Make it known. I mean, I, I'm just like, you know, I when I was vice president of education, I sat down with every new member and said, okay, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. You know, and oh, okay, you need, you know, you need help with this. Let me find you a mentor that can help you with that. And that's the beauty of Toastmasters. That's all we want to do is help people. I mean, it's like, help me, help me, help, you know, help you, help you, help you. Yep, of course, we'll help you. Anything we can do to help you. What can we do to help you with? You know, but we forget that. We really forget that. And so that's what my advice to new Toastmasters. Ask for help. And, if, you know, jump in. Know, know your why. As Simon mm -hmm. always says, know your why. Mm -hmm. you know, jump in with both feet. Find a club that works for you. And if you can't find a club that works for you, reach out. And we'll help you find a club that works for you. Because that's, that's all we want. We want you to be the most successful you you can be. And if we've done that, we've done our job. That was amazing. Really, really, really um, great message. I mean, why we are here at Toastmasters, what we do, and how we can really, you know, help others and help each other um, to grow, right? In, in many ways, not just public speaking, just in your leadership skills. You have to know as an individual, you have to know where you want to go. So if you, if, if well, then only you can, you know, seek the help and other people can help you. I think that's a great message. Everybody has to do that retrospective. Why am I coming to the Toastmaster platform? What am I trying to get better at it? And how do I get the help? And the help is there everywhere. So I think that's a great message. And thank can I give a corollary to that really quick? I know we're running out of time, but I, I do want to say this. If you've been in Toastmasters for more than a year, mm -hmm. I want you to sit down and reevaluate mm. and not just say, why did I come here? Mm -hmm. Why am I staying here? Oh. And where do I want to be in another year? Be because a lot of times we get into these things, we get into a rut mm -hmm. and a rut is just a grave with no ends to it. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I don't want, I don't want people just to, to stay in Toastmasters because that's what they've been doing. I want them to stay because they have a reason to it mm -hmm. and that they're growing and becoming a better them. Mm -hmm. So that I, I just want to throw that out there too, because I think we, we forget that, you know, we focus on the new people and we forget, Hey, mm -hmm. if you've been in Toastmasters for more than six months or a year, what's your next goal? What's your next plan? Mm -hmm. Where are you going with it? And because we want to see you successful too, not just the new people. That's even better. I saw, I, th I think uh, with dynamic growth, I think whenever we have new members, we usually 
um, recap why we joined Toastmasters, uh, like with the all existing members, like wh what was our mindset when we joined Toastmasters and did we achieve it? Just one or two lines, like and why did we join and why are we here? Um, so I remember Dynamic Growth Toastmaster did it when I joined. Um, so I think it can be something a kind of a um, ritual that every club can take, like, you know, once, it, you know, periodically they can just ask that one question to every member of the club and just have them, um, you know, think about why they are here. So I think that's a, that's a great advice. And thank you so much uh, for coming here. It was so inspiring to hear your Toastmaster journey. And as always, your energy was very contagious and, uh, you know, motivates us to be a better version of ourselves. So thanks again for the wonderful conversation. I totally enjoyed it. And thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff. So thank you so much for allowing me that privilege. Thank you. Folks, thank you for listening to my conversation with Ed Shanley DTM. Ed is current D40 Public Relations Manager and held various officer roles at club, area and district level. Ed believes strongly in helping each individual become the individual they want to be and he sees Toastmaster's platform as a tool to do so. My key takeaways from Ed's amazing Toastmaster journey are be authentic and know truly what you want to gain from Toastmasters platform. Hope you found your nuggets as well. Please don't forget to provide your feedback. Stay tuned for more exciting conversations. Until then, happy podcasting.